This is The Bus, and you're listening to Drop the Dice. What's up, everybody? This is Benz from www.dropthedice.com, and with me, well, actually, no, not this time. Rico is celebrating his uh, incredible wedding overseas in Italy, but today I'm joined with uh, the head tabletop editor, the man on the street, the guy who's always got a bevy in his hand. What do you got today, actually? Dr. Pepper. From Julio Bertos? Oh, yeah, 23 Flavors. The newest member of the Drop the Dice team, Alfie. What's going on, man? Cheers. How's it going? All right. So today we actually have a, a special treat for you guys. Uh, it's going to be a short episode. This one is only about 15 minutes long. Is, that, is that the treat that it's a short episode? This is the treat. It's the treat that it's a short episode. And it's mostly just Rico talking about games. Yeah. Uh, Rico was given a challenge by Boss that he could not... Actually, I think it might have been by all of us. I think it was no, all of us. Rico said... I'm going to explain the game last will in five minutes. Yeah, he said he could. And all of us were like, well, nah. I happen to own a microphone and a computer, yeah. so let's do this. Uh, also joining us today is Twincess. Do you want to talk about The Great Night with Eric? No. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so before we get to that, we're just going to talk really quick about the night. Uh, it started off, of course, with us waiting for Eric, for Rico, for about, I'll beat that. <laughs> waiting for him for about an hour, even longer than that, because he had said, we'll meet you at dinner at 6.30. He said he would be there at 8. Well, that was the final time. That was he, the final time. That was the final time he going, said, and then was way later. Going up to that, he was like, I'm going to be able to leave there by 5.30, oh, so we yeah. probably won't eat till about 6.30. Yeah. You act like you have never met this kid in your life. His entire family doesn't operate on normal people time. Agreed, and we all told him there's no way, because he was in a wedding, Prior to this celebration of his wedding. Right. And we knew it was going to happen at 6.30, but sure enough, 7.30 comes, and Twincess and uh, Mega Nasty walk in, and they're both like, what time are you guys going to dinner? And we literally have no idea. Finally, Rico says, hey, I'll be there at 8, which of course we know means 9, which pretty much was about the same pretty close to, yeah, what time we got there. Um, So we go out to dinner and just had some drinks. And then, in proper Rico fashion, the only thing he wanted to do for his bachelor's night out is come back and play board games. Yes. So, we had everything set up. He brought a bunch of shots that were very, very amusingly labeled. And we kind of just played games with everybody. And it was awesome. It was uh, me, Bent, Alfie, Bus, Z-Man, Rico, Twincess, Mega Nasty. And then we had Lady Wasman join us, which, of course, is proper bachelor party fodder. All right. Uh, and then Hunter and Abdi. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Some of Rico's other friends yeah. from when he was younger. Right. Uh, so we played... Well, there's a lot of us. So it, right away, I knew exactly what we had to play. What did we have to play? Codenames. Codenames. I think it might be the only game I have that is guaranteed to win over anybody. Yeah. And at that group, that size of group, I knew Codenames would be super successful. Mm-hmm. So going into this, I think well, the last time we talked about code names, Rico had said that it's his favorite game of the year. He did. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was Forbidden Stars. It, no, but that, that was the it thing. Was, it was. It was then he played code names, and then that was his favorite. Okay. Yeah. It's not my favorite game of the year. Absolutely not. But holy shit! It like I if I said that, I would be okay with that. Right. I have no problem with someone thinking that's their. Or, yeah, that, that being their favorite game of the year. We played it with six before. Yeah. Three on three. And that was fun. But we played it, what was it? Eight. It was eight. Eight, eight on eight four people, on four. four on four. Way better. 
Because you have just, another person, and then it's like, you're kind of arguing, and then... That does help out, because when it was me and Bus, him and Lady Wasman, the first time we played, just clicked. Yes. Perfectly. Right. So with three, you're all there, and you're going back. It was incredible. Right, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. The more people you get, because the more arguing that goes on. And like, you talk about like kind of that energy that we had that night. We all really approached it as, we don't have that much time with Rico. So we want to play as much as we can. He happened to stop over in Arizona on his way to Italy, literally for 36 hours about. Yeah. And I think that that game in particular, it brought everybody together. I'm going to put up some pictures on the website so you guys can see. It was just, it was an amazing time. But it just cements the fact that that's got to be my favorite party game right now. Yeah, I would agree. I don't, we don't play a lot of party games. We don't, but like, we both like with some wagers. Yes. I think that's but, a really good party game. Code, Codenames is way better. Oh, it's way better. And I think it's easy enough that you could play with yeah, because people who don't not, play games. It's not... You don't need to have played games before. To get it, yeah. To get it. But it's still... There's enough there that it's not, uh, one, a trivia game at all. True. You know, which I feel like you run into a lot with party games. Of You either find trivia games or you find some sort of dice-chucking game. Yeah. Um, this, it's... It's just it's 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 a party in a game. It's a great way to say it. <laughs> I, I, I need, I need, I need to extract it, that and right? keep that for for later. Um, I'm gonna talk about Antidote for one second. We played it for the first time with seven. Yep, seven people. Um, which I still love that game. I I really can't decide if I like that or Noir more as like my favorite filler of the year. I don't know either. I, I go with the same thing. Noir is on my top ten list. Of all time. Yeah. Uh, but It, it could, might have to go Noir. Noir might have more game in there. And I, I feel like it's because Noir has more stuff going on. But on any given day, I would probably rather play Antidote because it is a uh, it's a quicker game. Yeah, and it's relatively easy to teach. Although when you're teaching it, I find myself thinking like, oh man, like is this confusing? Right. It's one of those games where you, you really need to teach it and hope that they... Don't ask questions. Listen to you, yeah. And then just play it. Because after two rounds, then you'll be like, oh, that's what you meant by that. Because that that's a game... I, I don't want to get into Rico's territory, but I feel like I could explain that game in one minute. Like, that's not a game where there's a lot to it. You have the X's of every color, and you have a one through seven of every color. And then however many players you are have, that's how many, you know, number you go up to... That's it. And then there's three, there's, reactions. there's three actions. Yeah, discard, pass, trade. Yes. And so it's a it's a pretty simple game, but I feel like because you have all the colors and then the different shapes of the different potions. And it's, it's a different game. And if you try to play it with people who don't play games, it, it it's not like, oh, so we're playing Go Fish, right? Or, oh, I'm trying to right, do Right, right. Like, no, you're literally going to end with one card and you hope it's this special special color. Yes. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up Antidote is since it was the first time we played with seven, it was the first time we played with orange. Yes. Uh... Which, and this is what I love, is that everyone at the table, when they got an orange card, were like, holy shit, this looks cool. Yeah, oh, it's Everybody it's commented on how cool the orange right. looked. Right, absolutely. And, like, it is a game of deduction, but, like, so we all knew that we all had orange. Right, we, we, one orange. you knew who had orange when they were like, oh, I haven't seen this before. Yeah, and, but I just love that we've all played it so many times without that, that we we knew, oh, my God, this is different. It's so cool, it's refreshing, of... and it's new, and it's Yeah, exciting. even Twinsis was like, what's that? That's super cute. Yeah. Uh, so that was Antidote. So after that, we played. We went from Antidote to Codenames, and I think we played maybe one more game of Antidote. Yeah. And then we played um, Alfie's favorite game of all time, 
Cosmic Encounters. I really got the feeling that you hated this game that night. I that night? Yeah. No, I that was actually one of the better experiences. I thought it was. Oh, huh. I hate absolutely hate trying to explain games to this group of people. What? <laughs> Wait, why? Because nobody fucking listens. Everybody, the entire time you're trying to explain something, is talking in sub-conversations, side-conversations, or cracking jokes. And you go to explain something, and then somebody starts talking over here, and then other people respond to that, and you're, you just kind of sit there like, okay, I'll wait. Maybe that's what it was. It's because it was paying attention while you were explaining the yes, rules. Yes, I was hating my life while I was trying to explain also, the rules. Also, um, I was looking at the timestamp on my phone. It was like 3 a.m. when we started that one. Yeah, and we were all exhausted. Yeah, so, it was yeah. a long night. And then the three of us were absolutely... The thing is, I didn't have a hangover the next day. We'd been drinking think... severely. Were you, though? How many beers did you have? I, I didn't, but I had all those shots. But how many did you take of, like, a full shot? Like A full shot by the end of the night? the various ones. It's true. End. I feel like I had five shots that night total of shots. Okay. Sipping on different things throughout yeah. three beers and two pitchers. <laughs> it's the pitchers at Oso that were impressive. I, everybody I told about how I went to a bachelor party, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we went to... We went out, we got some, got some pretty good food, they had some good burgers, and then, uh, oh yeah, everybody got a couple pitchers of beer. Yeah. Which, I mean, their pitchers are smaller than those huge ones. For sure, each pitcher is about two and a half pints. Yeah, which is still So that's five pints. And, and I even told you, I was like, I'm going to have to go to water for a bit yes, when we get home. Yes, did, yes. Because yes. uh, that was just a lot to take in at once. Okay, but Cosmic Encounter, so you don't hate it. No, I've never hated that game. I Anytime I feel like a game is overrated, I like it a little less than I normally would. It's Elder Alfie's favorite game. If you ask him what his favorite game is, he will say Cosmic Encounter. I don't get it. I don't get why that's his favorite game because that doesn't match up with how I know my brother. It so doesn't, too. I've played with him a few times now. Like If he said TI3. Yeah, I would get that. Or if he said... Because, I mean, TI3 has a lot of combat. Yes, but, like, he needs to say something like, like, Caverna. But I think he's grown to a point. I think probably four years ago he would have said a game like Caverna. But he's grown to a point where he can now appreciate the idea of bringing people together instead of tearing them apart. Okay. Which is what a lot of our games did was we just, playing with the family, we would get in these vicious fights over games. Uh, and Cosmic Encounter, it allows multiple people to win the game. Yeah. And so I think that allows him to have fun. He, um, Elder Alfie's a teacher uh, at a middle school. He plays it with some of his students after school. They like, he'll bring it in. They'll, um, they'll all play and they love it and they love going against him and, uh, creating these alliances and being stubborn and all that. And so I think it, for him, it allows people, it just brings people together in a way that games are supposed to do. For me, because it's his favorite game and because people love it so much, I see it and I'm like, this isn't that good. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I love I love the aliens. Yeah. I love that every single alien is totally different. There's and they all so play totally many. different. And there's so many. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. But the game itself is just not something that I'm super impressed with. I like it, but I don't love it. Uh, I think it's great. I've played it twice. Well, I mean, I've played it a couple times. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I really don't agree that it's Munchkin. I think that's oh yeah, down well, quite a bit. Rico and Z-Man. Yeah, Rico. Like, oh, it's Munchkin. It's Munchkin. They're very like dismissive of it too. They kind of like go and look at each other, sit next to each other, look at each other, and we start nodding there and be like, "It's basically just Munchkin." Yeah, and the like, same thing happened when we got Machikoro. 
uh, Rico explained Monchicor to Z-Man. He was like, um, Z-Man, I'm not going to tell you the rules, but this is Settlers with Dice. It absolutely is not. Settlers of Catan? Yeah, he was like, this is this is Settlers with Dice, and uh, it's Japanese. And Z-Man was like, okay. And then, of course, he got Monchicoro? Yeah. It's not Settlers of Catan in any way whatsoever. Right? But, like, it's like that, it's that same thing. Like, it's not Munchkin, you idiot. No, Munchkin and Cosmic Encounter have much more in common than Settlers of Catan and Monchicoro. But the point is, they're not, neither of them are, are the same game. It was a bad example, but yes. I understand what you're saying. Um... I love Cosmic. I thought it was great. I love that Bus won, like, super sneaky. Oh, yeah. His, like, um, like yeah, out of, like, in a, in, it was, I think it was because it was so fucking late. The first time he pulled off that move, I was like, oh, shit, that was slick. Yeah. He, he allied with somebody, put three guys on, and he had a power where if he has three, he could move one of those ships to another planet. If he planet. had more than one when Destiny was drawn... He could, and he had more than one uh, he had ship on a, uh, the person who's, who was drawn, who was going to be attacked, the defender's colonies. He was able to move one of his ships to another one of the colonies. And he did it twice. Yeah, and that allowed him the to first time he did it, I was like, damn, that was slick. And the second time he did it, it was out of nowhere, and he won the game with it. And yes. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, I love that that game, you always feel like you're one turn away from winning. Yeah, especially right towards the end, it... Once you get to three or four, you're thinking, okay, okay I, I, got can, this, I got this. I, yeah, I can absolutely win. Both times I had a 40 in my hand, so I was like, okay, so that's a guaranteed win. Right. Um, no, huh, a 40 is not a guaranteed win. The it's first so not. The first time I ever played the game, it was me against Middle Alfie. I was attacking, and I knew I had it in the bag. I knew I had it in the bag. Everybody allied against me. I was like, it doesn't matter. I got the 40. I have my four ships. That's 44. No one can beat it. He ended up beating me by one point because everybody had like people were piling on the reinforcements, and then he had he had a high one. But so forty is not a guaranteed win, but it usually is. Yeah, I also love. Oh no, I don't love. Pissed me off that I didn't get to use my my power. Oh the yeah, one guy in the was all my ships in the warp added. They buffed my guys. Right, those and all for every ship you had in the warp. I that was plus, a plus one. one. Yeah, yeah, and you had a lot and, of and, oh, and like ten in the warp. Yeah. Or however many I had. Right. I literally had, like, three ships left on my planets. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. And then, of course, I lost. Right. Because, oh, that was when Z-Man and Rico were like, do you guys want to win together? Yeah. Oh, I hate that crap. Um, But that's why the game is cool. I, I think it's awesome. I, I go back and forth between wanting to buy it and not. I just don't know if I would get it to the table nah, as much as I would like. I, I can bring it over. Anytime. And that's true. Like, I, I feel like if I ever really wanted to play it, I could think a week ahead. Yeah, and just let me know. Yeah. Not like, I can like seasons where it's great to have and be like, oh, like what do you guys want to play? Let's play seasons right now. It's two a.m. Like this is a random yeah, game that we can play. Perfect time to play seasons. But you know, like a game that you kind of on a whim are like, oh, I really, really want to play right. this. I feel it. Like, I feel like Cosmic Encounter is one of those games you might be like, hey, let's just like roll this out because it can be a kind of short game. Oh, we did two in like an hour. Yeah, and then we okay, so let's move on then. And then we played two games of Between Two Cities. Absolutely started that at four thirty. Yes, because we were done by uh, like just after five. That's right. Because in between, we fucking <laughs> we recorded what you guys are about to hear in a second here. Yeah, we recorded before Rico, we played between two cities. We recorded because... uh, Rico giving his his rules explanation for Last Well quite impressively in under five minutes. Yes, because we were we were looking at him, we were thinking, uh, oh, do we want to play Last Will? We had uh, between two cities up. 
I think did you have floating market out? On the yeah, table? We had a few games out on the table, and we all kind of we all really liked between two cities that we played um, last week at game night, and so we were kind of deciding um, what to play. And we knew between two cities is a short game, and we only had to play it, and we all knew how to play it, and that's where people were talking about, oh, like I don't really want to have to learn a new game, I don't want to have to teach a new game to people, all this stuff. Last will, and that's when Rico said. I could teach Last Will in under five minutes. Right. I still didn't want to play that at that at that time. I absolutely did not want to play that. So instead we played two games of Between Two Cities. Which is the newest game by Stonemeyer, who did Euphoria and Viticulture. Um, this isn't designed by Jamie Stagmeyer like the other two were. This was designed by Ben Rossett and Matthew O'Malley. Uh, ben Rossett designed Brewcrafters, which is my game of the year. Although I think I'm going to need to rethink that and start thinking about what we've played. We've played a lot recently. Yes, we have. Um, but as of now, in my head, I think Brewcrafters is still my game of the year. He designed that. Matthew O'Malley designed Diner. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Between Two Cities is fucking amazing. Yeah, awesome game. I don't I don't spend too much time talking about it because I feel like Rico could have some words on this. But we can come back to it. It's just really simple. Um... It's another one I feel like I think I think less than four it might not work. No. I mean we should try I mean, you could, there's, you could there's play rules. Three. I feel like you could play it at three and it would be fine. Yeah. Um there's rules for two players. Yeah. Which we should try at some point here. I feel like three would actually cause more conflict than four would. Because in four, the person who's diagonal on me, I have no contact with. And so you're kind of doing your own side thing with them. If it's three people, we're all building on the same yeah. um, three cities. And so you're being like, oh, no, like give me that one. Give me that one. And then, you know, you're just getting dicked around from every side. Um, so real, real quick, you, you build a city on your left side and your right side in that those people, the person on your left is your partner for that city and the person on your right is your partner for that city. And at the end, you score the lowest scoring city. So it's, it gives you this really interesting mechanic where you could easily just make one amazing city, but you have to make two amazing cities and hope that one of those is the highest scoring, lowest scoring city. Right. It's just it's so much fun, and there's it's a drafting game, so there's all there's so much variety with the tiles. There's a million ways to score different points, and we're still like we always go back and forth with with what is the best strategy. I saw on Twitter that somebody said it was actually TC Petty who designed Viva Java Dice. He said that sixty nine was the highest you can get, and we looked at that and we, we thought that we thought out, it would be right? I thought we, we thought it would 65. be sixty five and we and you got to we got to sixty one. Was that mine and his? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys got to sixty one, and we were like, that was that was a winning city for him. Yeah. But no, no, that wasn't. He got sixty one and sixty, and sixty was the winning city. I thought. I got the highest one on that. Did you? Yeah, I won that one. And because remember, you kept, yeah, it was mine and yours. They yeah. were the, and you were like, oh, that one won it for you. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But uh, I, I'm i curious what the 69. Yeah, I, I, he didn't it. say what it was. I didn't know if it was like a joke or, or Oh, the, the, <laughs> the three games I played, I had um, different strategies in almost all of them. In the first one we ever played, in ours, we did the blue and red. We did yeah, the office buildings with the reds. And we did pretty well there. And then I want to say I was doing parks and factories on the my other one. I feel like parks are rough. Parks, I think the sweet spot is to get two. Okay. And because then it goes from two 
to eight to twelve, and then it's one, so three max. Don't get more than three. No, because at that no. point you're you're only getting a point per. Yeah. Factories, I've seen people score tons. Oh yeah, there was a lot because it's four points. Four. Okay, it's four points per if you won. Yeah. Right, and so if you got yeah, I feel like. If you had all factories, that would have to Remember we had said, like, if you get all factories and then in one row, you had one of everything in a house. You would have... If you did all factories, you'd get 64 points. Okay. If there's 16. Yeah. Because you have 16, 4, yeah. 64 points. So that's not 69. No. So we still don't know what it was. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and this is obviously great, great radio at this point. But between two cities, I think the best part about it is... How simple it is, yet those conversations that you're having with your partner and you're trying to squeeze in as much strategy as you can. Yeah, because when you're trying to pick your tile, you can't talk to each other. But So what you do is when you're placing your tile, after you've chosen your tiles and you're placing them before you drop the, the new ones to draft some new ones, you're sitting there being like, okay, well, and your partner knows what they just gave you. So they can try to tell you. Oh hey, um, maybe we should try to go to, for office buildings. But if we don't have an office building, maybe go for the um, yellow shops. Yeah. And after shops, maybe we go after a factory this time. So they let you know, give you a few options of what we kind of want to do, where we want to fit things, and especially towards the end when you only have two or four spots left, you're both trying to just, you're trying to get maximize all your points and let each other know this is exactly what I want to be doing. Um, no, yeah, and that's great. And I think that it's super interesting that as much as you're in competition with everybody, at, at no point are those conversations, like, like combative. No. The whole time you're like, oh, oh shit, you're really, like, I was always trying really hard here and trying really hard on my right at side, no too. At no point did I ever really want to take what somebody else, what they were going to give to their other partner. Yeah, and there was one point I was like, oh, I want that. All right, cool. I'll settle with like this every, Yeah, every once in a while, like, they would give something to the other partner and be like, okay, well, well, at that point, then we need to pull this here, and I'm actually going to give this town out here yeah. and pull this one here. Right. It's, it is one where uh, the first draw... That's where you have no idea what's going on. Like, because if I draw blue and you draw a green, it's like, all right, well, that didn't really help us. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we can try to grab some parks and then let's grab some reds now and blues. Like, those are kind of what we're going to go for. So the first draw is always the most exciting because you don't know at all what the other person – what is in their deck of tiles that they just drew from and what they're going to be pulling to what your kind of your overall strategy is going to be. Because the first two polls are probably going to dictate your entire strategy. Oh yeah, and I feel like like that that first draft, I always go for factories, houses, or blues. Usually, the okay. yellows really dictate where you got to go from then because mm-hmm. you're only building a row. Right. The the parks right off the bat are, are they're never going to be the dominant strategy, right. so that's not setting the tone for anything. Mm-hmm. And neither then are the reds, and the neither reds. Are the reds. The reds are just going to kind of be there. Houses, to... houses are good after you pull the couple. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of the factories, mm-hmm. getting this kind of set up. Um, okay, so that was just a really quick intro. Um, I guess this will now be about a half-hour podcast. Everybody's on this one, so it's super exciting. You're going to hear Bust. You're going to hear Z-Man for the first time since the first Drop the Dice podcast. Uh, and that's it. Are you ready? Go. Hey, Eric. We miss you. Good job. All right, are we ready?
What's up, everybody? This is Benz from www.dropthedice.com, and with me, as always, and in the flesh today, which makes me feel so good and so warm on the inside, is our East Coast correspondent and the groom-to-be, Rico. What's going on, man? Hey, man. I'm doing well. Maybe a little, like, too uh, braggadocious, but here I am. Uh, what time is it right now? It is just about to be 4 a.m., yeah. which means it's 6 a.m. on the East Coast, so, like, you know, I should be up right now. 7 a.m., but that's okay. Okay. Uh, also, <laughs> on our right is the newest member of the Drop the Dice team. It is the head tabletop editor, the guy who always has a bevy in his hand. Alfie, what's going on, dude? Cheers. What's going on, everybody? All right. So, he obviously has been drinking the whole night. Hey. Uh, and he's... Bitch-ass iced tea. Am I right, Alfie? Hey. <laughs> And since this is such a special night, we have with us two very, very special guests. The voice of Drop the Dice, we have the bus, the, for the very first time on here. What's going on, bus? What's going on? How are you guys? Very excited. And returning from the very first podcast, we have Z-Man, who is a little shy, but let's see if he speaks. What's going on, Z-Man? Doing great, man. How are you guys doing? All right. So this is going to be really exciting. This is going to be very quick because, again, it's 4 a.m. and we all want to play one more game before we go to bed. Rico thinks that he can... Explain the game Last Will, which we've talked about a few times. It happens to be in my top ten, which you guys might have listened to on the last Drop the Dice Maybe. podcast. Rico's uh, going to explain Last Will in five minutes. Alfie, let me know when you have that timer set up. It's going to be wonderful. Can't wait to hear it. Move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have these. This is the deal. I'm, I'm going to take a shot of this uh, biohazard green oh, stuff wait. right before. I got some weird Z-Man. minus two Oh, on there. Minus yeah. Two yeah. Beers. Beers. Woo! Alright, boys. Alright. Go, 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 go. Dude, you chug that shit down hard. I don't yeah, know well. what that is, but it's bad. Is it? Is that to it's state not winning? not winning, yeah. Okay, to... Oh, it must be bad. Nobody likes state not winning. It's like not horrible, but it's not... It's so not you think state not winning would be, would be delicious, then? <laughs> That's a good point. I'd like to I'm think I'm worse. delicious. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm delicious. This is from the man who talked about squeezing it too tight and pulling it out right before it happens. I heard that never. No context, let's go! Alright, <laughs> alright. So we have the timer set up at five minutes on the dot. It will beep, maybe. I don't actually know. I don't use the timer on here. Uh, Rico, whenever you're ready, you just start going. Okay, give me a sec. We're gonna count down from. Uh, Do some deep breathing. <laughs> never been so nervous over a board game. Okay, ready, Alfie? Born ready. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So, Last Will is a game where you're going to pick a will card. You're going to start with that much money. So, in this game, we're going to start with 100 money. Everyone gets that. The game lasts for a maximum of seven rounds. It most likely will end before seven rounds. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to do worker placement. And when you do worker placement on this section of the board here, it has four categories. The top one where you go here corresponds to your kind of wake-up turn order for the other three phases of the round. Um, Then moving downward, wherever you place your worker, uh, is that it right there? That's good. You're going to draw that many cards. You're then going to have that many hats to do a worker placement on the left side of the board. Then you're going to have this many actions to do on your tableau. So, your hats here correspond to these actions here. This is, uh, in addition to your tableau, this is gaining two money. 
This is changing the property, which I will get to in a, in a second. Um, and then you can also use your hats to take these cards here. This means you will gain an extra action. So when you take a card, so if I'm going to put my hat here because I have two hats because I went there, I take this card, I put it on my tableau. It covers up a space. I have a maximum of five spots on my tableau unless I come here to take an extra tableau action space. So the point of the game is to this $100 that you start with is to get rid of all of this $100. So all of these cards are going to allow you to get rid of money. So if I take this card here with my hat and put it on my tableau, once I finish my hat actions, I now have one action that I can spend, which means I can then take a card in my tableau and move it down. That costs me an action point to do. So it turns to a check. When I do that, that costs me an action. That means I get to spend four money. Other things that I can do here is uh, a townhouse. I can spend... Eleven dollars. How how do the how do the That's properties right. work? Right. I can spend eleven dollars, yep. and I put a a little property house on here, and that then when I move this down, I get to. No, that's it. You just keep it up. Yeah, all right. I'll keep it up. Keep it up. That, that's the upkeep cost. Okay, gotcha. If I don't use it, right, it moves yes. up. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I yep. forgot how these things move. Halfway through. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to do the farm. So if I buy the farm and I put the farm yeah, here, best um, best shoot, man. I just popped this chair. I think I totally forgot how this game works. Yeah, that's when you use you that. So you take it. You have to take an action and Plus, you get that money oh, and it goes down to the next. Right. Right. Then you take another action and another dollar. So I have one action. If I move this down, it costs one action, and I get to spend two dollars. But instead of that, I could spend one action to put a horse here, then... It's a dog. A dog, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, whatever companion. on a subsequent, if I have more actions, so if I was here and I had two actions, I could move this down, and then I get to spend three money. Three dollar hairs instead of two dollar hairs. Right. Yep. So the kind of, when you get a farm here, what you want to do is you want to fill this full of animals, right? So, you can so then, when I, then when I do this, I'm spending one action, and I get to spend nine. So I move this down. So when you have your tableau full of cards, you move them down just the maximum of once per round. I'm surprised there's no right. Regardless of how many animals, which I can't put on my card because they're not out right now. But um, if this was full, then every time I've moved it down, I get to spend nine money every time. So that's kind of the point of it. Whether the the farms or the buildings that you have, you want to be moving them down to spend the maximum amount of like money every time that you can. At the end of that, this moves up, and we start a new round. Um, do you want me to explain all of the cards? It's up no. to you. This is your thing. I guess. Uh, so, so I would say he covers, he covers one space on my tableau, so every time that I come here, I'm going to bid on one of these. I'm going to go here. I have two actions, but if I have old friend. Now I have three actions, so I can move three things on my tableau. So if I have this guy and this guy... I can move this one down and that one down, but instead of that filling it out, I have old friends, so I can do a third one. Old friend's pretty sharp, right? What do we um, got? Why don't you talk about these? These are fucking big I would focus events. on the different ones. Events. Okay. So if I have an event here, I have two, action, two actions plus old friend is three, so I can move this down in three actions and spend six money. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So you want to get as many actions as you can to do like big kind of combos. So if I had two act two old friends and I went here, I could do five, which means I move this down, spend all of them, and I get thirteen money off of my hundred that I started with. Yeah, spend thirteen. Alright, that's pretty much call it. Yeah, it's call it time. 
Let's call yeah. it. All right. Let's so, see what Mark knows. That was a little rough. So let's see. It is 4 a.m. We've all been drinking quite a lot. Bus. It does beep. It does beep. <laughs> all right, Bus. What do you, how do you feel? Do you, do you think if we played right now, without any more clarification, aside from the usual when we're playing, do you think we, if we started the game right now, could you play it? Could you be competitive? I definitely cannot be competitive. Oh, you're always competitive. Aside from the fact that I it's sporting. I, mean, I think that you this would game do has a lot of iconography in it that's hard to like. Yeah. It you does. Know I mean? like, the cards are very different. Every single card and be like, that's fine. This, 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 this means this. this and and that, would be, that would be something we explain on the way. Yeah. Like the different iconographs but, like, If we wanted to play it right now, without killing the basic As the bidding and the taking the cards and then moving them down. Like the basic There's two big questions I have with the whole bidding thing that you were talking about. On okay, who actually goes first on placing here on the on the right side of the, of the, the first uh, panel, and then does this your entire tableau does it clear at the end of every round? Ooh, that's a good question. Or does it just reset? Tableau just, just resets. Right. Okay. Yep. There Stays are there. ways to get rid of cards. Yes, there are ways to get rid of cards, like events. Events are a one-time thing, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, these are one-time things. So you can pay. The, these are instants. You can you can do the three actions to spend so much money, or you can pay with six actions to and you know spend a lot more money. Yeah. All these are and isn't it? Things. These cards, like you hold them in your hand, right? Like you have a hand of cards that you can choose to yes, play. Yes, you yeah. also have a okay. hand of cards. Yes. The thing is, these are simple questions. Like we explain, you explain all the mechanics very well. Actually, it's just there are very small things that like. I ask a question, you answer it within 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was, mechanics were explained perfectly. So, so five no. minutes, you think you got it? I don't know about but perfectly, all, but all, you it actually, me. It, it, actually was bad. <laughs> it actually was pretty good. Mechanics-wise, <laughs> I think I got a decent grasp, and I could at least try to have, I, I could at least, at least start a turn. Yeah, I, and, and I haven't really played that. this game since, and what, you, and you don't own it? April. And I don't own it. I was going to say, I've never played it in like April. April. Well, that's a yes, I know you've read the book. I haven't. You bought this game for like three months. Oh, we definitely but I already had a play, so I didn't read it. We definitely read it. All right. So All either right. way, very impressive. Me and and uh, Alfie here posed the challenge that Rico will not be able to explain it in five minutes. Oh, I sadly must concede that I felt he did a decent job of doing it. I pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. As far as I like, not have a lot of, I not have a lot of hope on it. I mean, get a little cocky. Like, yeah, I did. I think I got a little too over cocky. You know, yeah. five, minutes, five, five minutes. Five minutes is yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Five minutes is quick. Alfie would know. You, know. you definitely were moving. You were speaking faster than me. Got me there. Is this a callback? Something? <laughs> Should I know about this? <laughs> you know, it has to do with Bay. All right. So okay. now we're just going to talk about what we've been playing. Five minutes. Uh, what do we want to play? What we, oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you guys. We're gonna wish Rico a very fond farewell here really soon. Thank you so much for coming back out, man. We've all missed you so much. Uh, Bus, what do you want to say to Rico? Uh, just congrats on the nuptials and have fun in Italy. Thanks, man. Alfie. Obviously, congratulations. Italy will probably be amazing. And uh, <laughs> missed the hell out of you. So it was yeah, really, really cool seeing you again. See, man? Obviously, the same thing. Numptuals. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're back. I've missed you so goddamn much. It's uh, insane. Yeah, We're not even talking on the phone enough. I need to call you. We need to do video games, like video board games so much more. Stars. Oh man, I don't okay. That's we gotta we gotta work up to that. Then I gotta get a camera. Two, I gotta get a top camera for that. Yes you do. I do need to set it up. You got the ghetto rig. I can make a ghetto rig. That's right. Ooh, it'll be wonderful. Obviously, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Alright, obviously the consensus here is that we miss this guy a lot. But again, congratulations man. We're so proud of you. 
amazing night. What we've had twelve hours with this guy, so we're just trying to squeeze as much <laughs> out of him as we time can. We have. Exactly. He's about to drive to LA in what time is it now? He ain't driving. Four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. He literally has to leave to LA in five hours. So we're gonna get one more game in. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Alfie, what was that email address that they can email at us? Drop the dice podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter at Dice Job. Feel free to do that. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Those five star reviews absolutely help us reach the top of that. I feel like we have an Instagram. Do we not? Do we, we have do. an Instagram? The Instagram is, is Drop the Dice. Mm. Right. Awesome. Thank nice. you. Also, uh, check out the website if that's not where you found us. We put up Game Night Archives uh, pictures and little you know tidbits about what happened throughout that night. And a uh, little, uh, little bio information about how cool we are, all are. All of us fun you, people are Yeah, uh, Buzz and, and Z-Man are literally all over that we're page. We're plastered everywhere. Plastered so everywhere. You guys can see why Alfie has so many women dropping their panties for him. I'm just exactly. saying. <laughs> we need a picture of him tonight. Like, this is panty dropping right here. This is panty dropping. No, if I had a vagina, it would be spread open right now. It is so, so moist. I don't have a vagina. I'm already all right, uh, we love you guys all. Hey. Um, Mark, why don't you leave us out with your typical send-off? This has been Drop the Dice. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. All right, awesome. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Beautiful. Also, a lot of these like sound waves totally are very phallic. <laughs> what is very phallic? Uh, phallic. Dick shape.